0: Sorry. Not sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Do you say sorry for things you don't need to be sorry for? Or do you struggle to say sorry for something you are perhaps ashamed of? Then this is the episode for you.
1: Welcome to Love Life featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light.
0: Sorry, Could I please interrupt for a moment? Sorry, I can't. Oh, I'm sorry, you left your phone here. Sorry to ask, but... Sorry, I want to say that. Do you know someone who constantly says sorry? And I'm not talking about sorry for genuine reasons. This is the person who says sorry probably dozens of times every day. Sorry to the computer for hitting the wrong keys. Sorry to the person who bumps into them. Sorry is the first word out of their mouth. Well, that was me, and I had to learn to not say sorry. About 30-odd years ago, my beautiful auntie, a very cool and eccentric auntie, she had rainbow-coloured hair, wore bright-flowing caftans, and she was a really cool, successful exhibiting international artist who made stained-glass windows for churches, cathedrals, and gorgeous places of spiritual worship. She started picking me up each time I said sorry. Initially, I was embarrassed by this observation. I was a ballsy, go get him, nothing scares me, life of the party, 20-something-year-old. I wasn't that girl who apologised for the very air she breathed. And yet, I had no idea this word was so strongly in my vocabulary. As in numerous times within one conversation. So what was I apologising for? My existence? Maybe back then I was. I'm not really sure. However, I don't think so. What I did have was a habit, one I had inherited from my beautiful mother. I'm so grateful my auntie picked this up and highlighted it to me. Even though I was far from an example of shining self-worth, I did know I had no need to be saying sorry or apologizing for being me. To this day, I see this habit in others and when I gently say, what are you sorry for? Usually the response is a bit glazy-eyed. It's almost as though they too realise they've got nothing to say sorry for. This is an actual thing. It's known as the sorry syndrome. Apparently women suffer more from this than men, probably due, I guess, to our nature. You know, we want to nurture and particularly keep everybody happy, the people pleaser. I also suspect, though, that this is huge for the highly sensitive people. It's a common trait, particularly prior to doing self-development work. Highly sensitive people will often feel as though they're doing things wrong, so therefore they're constantly apologising for that. Now, this compounds with our empathy qualities and saying sorry to someone who's feeling something negative, you know, whether they're unhappy or sad, you're feeling their thing. And this compounds with our empathetic qualities, saying sorry to someone who might be feeling negative or feeling unhappy or feeling sad. The feeling of conflict for HSPs also has a very well-rehearsed default setting of sorry, just to keep the peace. And so starts the ingrained habit of saying sorry. I do, however, feel that this is directly related to self-worth, keeping the peace, being kind, gentle, sensitive, placing others ahead of ourselves. You have to say sorry over and over again. So it's time to explore where the habits come from. What is the really underlying need to be sorry for? Is it so people accept you? Is it so you fit in? Is it so you avoid conflict? How is it that you could be changing this behaviour? Are there other words that you can use instead That's the big one I used. I chose other words. I became more impeccable with my language. Ultimately, my vocabulary became more authentic and truth-speaking. So can the word sorry simply be dropped from the conversation altogether? I know a lot of times it was just such a habit that it didn't need to be there. It didn't even need to get replaced with any other word. Start to really notice when you are saying sorry. Sorry is a very powerful word and it should be reserved for genuine, deliberate, connective communication. And it really is not a word to be overused. Whenever we overuse a word, it dilutes its power. It dilutes its authenticity. And if you find that you're still saying sorry more than you feels warranted, then have a listen to the episode on the four agreements and really learn to speak your truth and be impeccable with your words. Now I want to move on to the art of saying I'm sorry. I feel these are powerful words that need to be sacred and used for really divine connection to another. We all make mistakes, we get things wrong, we cause other people pain and a heartfelt apology It's the most potent way to reconnect and heal relationships. Self-ownership of our faults, our flaws, our mistakes. Well, I think that's one very sexy quality. And not just that, it gives safety and security to anyone that we are having a relationship with. You know, whether it's a partner, a friend, family members, co-workers, clients. So understanding that deep value Of those two words and mastering the ability to offer a really heartfelt, genuine, deep I'm sorry to another person is crucial to continue ongoing successful relationships. Now, here's a gorgeous story that showed up on social media a few weeks ago that I want to share with you about somebody who was having a bit of a bad day, and she took it out on the poor guy, the barista at the coffee shop. Greetings, Starbucks barista. Yesterday at your drive through we had a less than cheerful encounter, and no fault of yours. You were out of carriers, and you said you could not take my empty cup for trash. I was less than understanding and my manner was curt. I need to apologise. The thought of leaving a trail of unkindness like that is so not the path I want to reflect. Not for you and not for me. You're a young man clearly working hard to build a future and you should be commended. Keep up your attitude of cheer and hope. Stay hopeful no matter what kind of people cross your path or the drive through Surely God has good blessings in store. You taught this old lady something yesterday about kindness, compassion, and staying humble. I thank you, Debbie. It's time to hear from the Love Life Tribe. go deeper we need to look at our behavior in a given situation. Now this I know it can be hard however starting with the emotions that we feel such as embarrassment, shame, guilt, fear or anger they can be a signpost to looking deeper at a situation and really shining a light on an area that we are yet to heal. Today we have beautiful Catherine from the Love Life Tribe joining us. To share her story of I'm sorry. Who does she want to say I'm sorry to?
1: Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm from the UK and I would like to say sorry to my mum.
0: Aww. Okay. Why?
1: Because um, she passed away uh, when I was quite young and I have always been very angry towards her. How old were you when your
0: mum passed away, Catherine?
1: I was about fifteen.
0: That's a really tough age to lose your mum. Really tough. Yeah,
1: I think so because you're you're a teen, and um, you're you've got so many other things going on anyway, and so many emotions going on, and I think everything's heightened. Um, so I I don't think I really let go of that angry teenager. So. I think that's where a lot of it comes from at the moment, really.
0: Do you feel like, you know, 15 year old girls can be at their absolute worst. So do you feel like your mum left this lifetime with you being maybe not the nicest or best version of yourself?
1: I, I, t- totally unrecognizable. So I, I wasn't even, um, like, just nothing no relation to who I am today in in any way like we never I wasn't interested in clothes like we we never we were, never went shopping together we never did and now that that's something that I would have loved to have done you know just little things like that um I think that she left feeling like I didn't support her and that I think she she knew that I was... I was disappointed
0: with her. Okay, well, the first thing is on a spiritual level, she's on the other side. She's got all the wisdom now, access to understanding of everything, so she wouldn't be feeling that way at all now. That's impossible for her to feel that way now. The second thing is that she was deliberately raising a strong child, I feel, and she wanted you to be a strong, independent woman. And so... She would know that a teenage girl or a teenage child, they are moving away from the parents. They are moving into independence. And to do that, they go up to battle with the strongest person in their life. Likely, it's the same gender parent.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was a a total force of nature, like... She was, she was strong in, in, in all sorts of different ways, but in the negative way as well. So she was, she was very difficult. Like in, in a lot of ways, there were a lot of things that she struggled with. Um, so that, that makes sense. I mean, now I can look back and I can understand so much more and I can understand how my behaviour was really un- unhelpful for her. Um, and I, you know, would want to have done everything very differently. Um, and I know that, and my, I'm, I'm logically aware of that, but my default mode is to always go, well, you know, we didn't get on, so it's not something that I'm upset about, or, yeah, it was sad, but, you know, she had a lot of trouble and a lot of problems, and, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't honour her at all, even now. And, you know, even now I'm aware. of of what she went through, I'm still not owning my role in it or her role in it, so.
0: Well, it's very normal for a child to feel abandonment when a parent dies.
1: Mm.
0: In fact, nearly 100% of children will feel abandoned and with that comes deep resentment and anger, hostility. There is the, and then there is the self-loathing as well. So you've got the external of it's not my fault. How dare you leave me? You haven't done your job. It's not fair. You know, all of that's going on and that's completely normal. But then it can be flip-sided and internalized where it is more about if I was a better person, she would have stayed. If I hadn't been this horrible teenage child, she would have stayed. I pushed her away. I'm not lovable. My mother would have stayed if I were lovable yeah
1: that's a really big thing i think um i mean she she uh was an alcoholic before so so she it really i felt abandoned from a very very young age so from about the age of seven or eight um and and i and and there was a lot of you know i don't understand why you're acting like this i don't understand why you're a different person. Um, and I, 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 there were quite a few times where I was the parent and she was the child. And there's so much there, like so much backlog history that in a funny way, I understood that when she got sick physically and passed away, it was like a really big relief for everybody. Um, because she was just fighting these demons for so many years, like, just, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, and then when she found out that she was terminally ill, he changed, like, all of a sudden those, those things that she was trying to drown out, all of a sudden actually in, in proportion, it wasn't a big deal. So I know that she actually found quite a lot of peace in that, in that last year, um, but I, I don't think I did. So, I she didn't. She I, I didn't. I didn't help her have that not last nice, nice year. Like I kind of just put more pressure on her. I think so. That's what's difficult. I think. So you're feeling guilt. Yeah, a lot of guilt. Just knowing that I should have done it differently, and I should have been. Now I know. I I know that I'm kind of. I help a lot of people now and I I support a lot of people and I never supported her, ever. I was either angry with her or telling her off or, yeah, just never supported her when she actually probably was the one person that needed the most amount of support. Do you feel ashamed for your behaviour? I think on one level I feel like I was justified because of how she was. Um and then
0: on a on a deeper level, yeah, de- definitely. I think okay, because I <laughs> think, I feel this isn't. Yes, your mum has played a role; she's played a lead character role in this story. Yeah. But it is also for you to, you know, we've got to get honest with ourselves at a deeper level of what's really going on, so we can justify. I And I'm very good at justifying stories, so I get it, Catherine. I can justify the best story out. However, at the end of the day, it's still a victim story, and That's we've got to lovely. move away from that, don't we? So it, it's one that we all have deep compassion and and sympathy for you, you know, to have experienced that, and there's a lot of it makes sense joining the dots of, well, this led to this behavior, which then led to this chapter of my life, etc. cetera. But really, at the end of the day, it is you looking at, guilt it's you looking at the words ashamed embarrassed resentful it's looking at those deep shadow words and going just pick one and let's heal it around this situation so the one of guilt yeah the one of i wish if i had my time again that i could be the daughter i know i could be with my wisdom of today in those Mm. moments with her. I wish I'd supported her more. I wish I'd loved her more. I wish I'd been kinder to her. I wish I had shown more compassion and empathy and love. Would that be a Mm. correct statement? Yes. Yes, it would be. Okay. So the next step is, am I that person? And you've very quickly said, I know I'm that person. I support lots of people now, but I didn't support my mum. So we then have to have forgiveness of self because you no longer carry guilt around though that type of behavior because that is not how you behave any longer in life. That was a chapter within and a normal one within the development of many teenage girls. So releasing the guilt to yourself, it's forgiving yourself at a deeper level for what you did. Yeah.
1: And accepting it, because as I said to you earlier, I actually found this question a very difficult one, um, and and I know that there's a whole load of stuff that it, I'm just not even looking at. It's all just you know packed away in a little box somewhere that very rarely ever gets looked at. Um, so yeah, I, I know it is it is it is a lot of deep emotions and deep stuff there.
0: And I don't think exactly. it's going to be that hard for you to unpack this. You've got huge skills. You've done such a lot of self-development. I actually think that the inner child's freaking out a bit and going, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. But I actually think when you do choose to go there, it's actually not going to be as tough as you think it's going to be. Yes, there'll be yeah. some tears. There'll be some painful memories. But if you can compart- if you can put it into like compartments of name the emotion each time of what you're feeling, you know, and it will be, Resentment that she made me behave like this. i It's my right to behave like this because she was, you know, the victim story. Yeah. Let it come out in its full-blown anger. Own it. Yeah. Write it out. Yeah. Journal it out. Get on the typewriter. And the, the typewriter girl? what are you, are we in? <laughs> Get on the keyboard and type out your strong victim story as a 15-year-old. Then write your strong victim story as a seven-year-old. You made me grow up too quick. Now, seven is the age that usually around that age that children start to leave the mother's aura. So that's when you start to actually stand in your own energy and can separate self from mother. And so you start to observe the mother rather than being in the mother's energy. And so as you observed it at seven, you're going, whoa, how's this fair? Write out those victim stories, get them out. And give them some love. Give that inner child some love because all that's happening, those stories that you're you're not wanting to go there is the inner child going, we don't want to go there because it's so painful. But really, your inner child just needs a voice. And so get those stories out and go, you know what, let's get the truth out, the truth of how you were feeling at seven. Let's get real. Let's get honest. This is what we were feeling at seven. This is what we were feeling at 15. And this is what I'm feeling now. And you will find it will be very easily pieced together in forgiveness of self and forgiveness of mum. It's not going to take a lot of work. I don't think but it is work to be done. You're not off the hook. It is work to be done.
1: (laughs) I think, I think that the seven year old and, and the 14 year old, 15 year old, I think they do not get much of a voice like at all. Like they get, quiet and very quickly um a lot of the time so i think that would be a really good exercise to do definitely because i've done i've done the victim stories before where i've just written this is what i'm doing now and this is where i'm at now but i it never sort of focused on one particular area so kind of going back to that i think would be really good
0: i think it's going to be incredibly healing for you and i think you'll just blurt it out as one great big vomit that comes out at the seven-year-old and then there'll be another one at the 14, 15-year-old. But I actually think that you're going to find this very healing in your long-term relationships moving forward. Okay. I think that you'll find that this will be another layer of you being able to be more vulnerable, more authentic, you know, with love relationships in the future. And that's not just with, you know, a potential partner but also with your girlfriends, with with your family, with your dad, with... The people that you love and are closest to, I think you're going to find those relationships are going to go even deeper and stronger mm-hmm. than ever before as you re- – because I feel like there's this little bit of holding back a little yeah. bit because that little inner child voice is going, yeah, but people leave me because I'm not really good enough. That and little yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage you to do these exercises sooner rather than later. Uh, Start with whichever one you feel most strongest, probably I think the 15-year-old, 14, 15-year-old. Start with that one because she's going to be pretty angry and she's going to spew out some venom. And it's time to get it out and let her be heard and let her know that it's okay to speak this truth because that's what she was feeling and she didn't have the opportunity to be articulated as well as you'll be able to do now and uh, in a safe arena and she is completely safe to be able to
1: do this okay sounds good yeah I know I know I, I can just see myself the second I start it will just it will just I'll I'll. end it'll be like pages I'll write pages, and pages. good <laughs> yeah I can just see it happen I know when you do it you do these things and then like you just go about your day and then it's like a couple of days later you notice the difference
0: that's right and it's
1: like you go I'm acting completely differently because of that Mm -hmm. and it's always like a surprise it's always really interesting so okay I think it's it's definitely when I talk about her when it 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 it, it still gets brought up people say if I meet someone new they're like so what does your mum do then or you know what what about your mum and it's like oh I hate it because like in the past I've just lied and gone oh yeah you know she's because I don't want to introduce this person to that you know and um it's it, it's you know i brush it off because i don't want to discuss anything about that i don't want to open up those boxes and i'm just quite oh, you know but it's fine so i think it would it would be nice to talk about her in a slightly more in a, in a different way i think so that to so
0: have a softer more loving and appreciative energy around it yeah. Yeah. You will yeah. get there. If you do the two exercises, so the first one, get the toxic out, get the victim story out, and then the second one is writing the gratitude, the beauty of her. And yeah. as see, I, if, I, if you were to do them the other way around, if you were to do writing the beauty of her now, you couldn't. You're stuck. You'd really struggle. You would really struggle. But once you get the toxic out, you're going to be very surprised at how the memories of the beauty flood in okay, and they've been suppressed because she doesn't deserve that.
1: That's what the 15-year-old is saying.
0: Yeah. Whereas what you want Mm. as the beautiful adult that you are is to be able to see life as it with clearer eyes as it is for what it is and see that. And that means the yin and the yang, the light and the dark, the beauty, the ugly. So you've hung on to the ugly. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to balance it out with the beauty as well. Awesome, okay, sounds good. Beautiful, I look forward to that working well for you. Thanks, Catherine. Catherine has since shared with me and given me permission to share with you all that she did complete the two writing exercises and since then, for the first time ever, been to visit her mum's grave and placed flowers on it. A gorgeous healing outcome from a brave I'm sorry story.
1: Intention Affirmation for the Week.
0: Mastering the art of speaking your truth with kindness and compassion and being very heart-centered is key and crucial to have the deep relationships with everybody that you desire in life that really bring you long-term lasting happiness. This tool of connecting to your heart and speaking your truth with kindness and compassion to another will have that other person's soul show no resistance to your words. I have used this hundreds if not thousands of times both in my private and professional life and it has worked 100% of the time. So here is an affirmation, or an intent if you prefer, that I encourage you to check out for this week. I'm a heart-centered communicator coming from love. And yes, you are. If you've enjoyed this show, then I would love it if you shared this with your friends. To do so, you can head to our website, which is lovelifeshow.com, or you can head to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. And until next week, stay happy, stay kind, stay heart-centered, know who you are and speak
1: your truth. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening and it's a beautiful day.